Ready, drum roll. Are you ready? Welcome to Hypothetically. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jeff King. Uh, wait a minute. Hi. I miss you so much. I miss you too. Look at me. Look at us. Look at us. We did it. Who would have thought? We almost Look survived. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense! You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter, and we'll be a little smarter, and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Turn us off. Ooh, oh, all right. On that note, you ready? We're yes. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the final episode of Throwing Down in 2020 with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. And I'm Jess King. And we are going to be celebrating today because... So many things. <laughs> so many things to celebrate. Well, meh, give or take. But, um... Well, I'm out so, of quarantine, so I'm celebrating that. Jess has recovered from COVID-19. That's why we didn't do an episode last week, because um, she was... Feeling pretty ill. Ill. <laughs> Take this shit seriously. Cannot trust that enough. Nobody wanted to hear my voice in COVID. <laughs> we had we had some serious ones. We're like, we'll do it. You can do it from bed. Like it'll be okay. But it just came down to it, and it was like, it wasn't not. even like the sexy type of phlegm it's voice that you get. <laughs> it was just disgusting. It wasn't worth like you feeling crappier um, than you already were. But yes, despite how absolutely unbelievably shitty and horrible this year was. We are going to be doing our 2020 year-end, year-in-review wrap-up episode on a positive note. We're going to focus on the positives. Um, there aren't a lot. It was difficult, but there are positives. And so we're going to focus on that, and we're going to take you through our 2020 year-in-review. Um, if you asked for that, great. If you didn't, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are going to be hitting some of the top sports moments of the year, some of our personal highs, but I'm not even going to call them highs. I'm going to call them like mediums. Just, just, just like, okay. we're just going to, we're going to focus on the things that happened this year that will be nice to look back on. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it. But the most important thing I think we want to reflect on in doing our sort of both personal and with the podcast year in review is that our goal here was very much so to be very realistic about things. We're not going to sit here and give you some, like, I'm so proud of all I, all I accomplished this year, um, despite how messy everything was and how hard everything was. Like, I'm so happy with all I was able to get done. We're not doing that. We're just being straight up and real that, like, this year was really, really hard, and we made it through, and that is the important thing. Like, that is the important thing to focus on. That was what we had to do, and we did it. We're not going to give you some, like, fake, like, oh, so much personal growth, whatever. Because that's just not, <laughs> like, it's just not what this is happen. about. It's not all. It's about being realistic and about celebrating the fact that, like, we did it and we made it through and that is enough to celebrate. Life is a party. Act like it. But don't go out and party. Just party internally. To party within yourself. Celebrate within yourself um, that you made it through this year. So we're not giving you some fake bullshit of like, we're so proud of ourselves and all we accomplished, blah, 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 Instagram post. Um, cheers to 2021. We're just going to be like realistic about like the highs and lows of this year. Um, but first, let's talk this past weekend. 
Right. So um, a bunch of weird things kind of, there's like a bunch of drama that was um, going on this week. I felt like it was a very weird um, day in sports. The Clippers lost by like 51 points without Kawhi, which was like really weird. Um, I mean, I definitely could have seen that one coming for sure. Um, But it was kind of like, drastic to realize how much of an impact one person can make on a team um other things that i thought were super interesting i don't know if you caught this and if you didn't definitely check it out jj watt of the houston texans kind of came out and um i couldn't like it was like a a purge of all of his feelings about their mediocre if not shitty football season and when you think about it you know they have four wins that's like better than the Jets are doing. And even he has more of a conscience about losing for his fan base. Um, Can I, if you're just listening to this and you can't see it, I'm raising my nice quiet hand. I would just like to make one point at the end of this year about the NFL season. And that, um, actually, I don't even have a point to make. It's more so like a pity party in myself of like, I know I don't deserve any sympathy. I get it don't don't even try me like I know I know I don't deserve any sympathy but what the fuck man what the fuck was the end of this NFL season why just watching the Patriots game last night I tweeted about this like you know how there's like like schadenfreude like long German words that mean really specific things I was like is there a long German word for doing something that you know is going to cause you pain, but you have to do it anyways? Because that was me watching the Patriots game last night. And it was like the AFC matchup, Bills and Patriots. And don't get me wrong, like, I am so happy that of all the teams, it was the Bills. Like, that was a really cool – it's not – it didn't make my top five sports moments of the year, but that was really, really cool that they won the AFC for the first time in, like, what was it, 25 years. Like, that's a really cool thing to happen, I think, in any sport with any team, whatever. That's awesome. But it just, like, so sucked that at the end of it, they had to, like, nail the Patriots into the ground. And I was like, we get it. You won. We lost. Yeah, we sucked. They did. Like, can we just, like, move on from it? It was like so, – And now the Jets are winning. Now the Jets are winning. And I'm, I'm just – I don't It just know. isn't – like, this isn't week two. They know? literally – the NFL said, okay, nice season – fucking throw it out the window let's make everything weird which don't get me wrong I appreciate I like weird football it keeps it's us on fun to watch so like this JJ Watt like press conference post game monologue I'm gonna call it um mm-hmm. was super crazy you know he like called out kind of the organization not the higher-ups in it more like his players and you know the fact of people coming to work and knowing that they get paid a lot of money to do something that people dream about doing their whole life. So the least that you can do off of your wonderful salary is um, be a good person, show up to work on time, do good um, in practice and then lift. And then therefore you'll do good in games. And, you know, it's kind of like you get paid a lot of money, but there's a lot of people who waste their time. He totally um, encapsulated sports fandom perfectly because he was like, you know, People are crazy about their fandom, you know, and they want to watch us do good and they waste so much time and effort and therefore money watching us play just for the sake of being loyal to us as a team. And we can't even come out and give them a halfway decent season. It was really good. Um, I watched it from a local news clip from Houston. Um, 
and it was it was dope and that was pretty exciting for me for the whole weekend i actually didn't watch a ton of sports this weekend that's a disclaimer because i was on the last legs of my quarantine and i needed something that could totally take away from the idea of sitting in my room for so long um so i i went the movie route all weekend just because then i was constantly entertained and i didn't have to think about how badly I needed to go outside for a run. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, that's kind of it for me for the weekend. I was totally not really mentally present. Just you've done such an awesome job all year or all half the year that you've been doing this at doing the news updates. You're like the Michael Che. Yeah, I definitely slowed like, down today. <laughs> you're like the Michael Che and Colin Jost of thrown down. Um, no, and I so appreciate it because you're very good at condensing all the news. Yeah, you said it and I was like, oh. <laughs> You were like, oh, that's Wing it. Um, so the next thing we're going to do, we're going to jump in. We have some our, of our top five blank of the year, both like personal and sports and like with the podcast and stuff that we're going to get into. And we're going to start it off with, I don't really have a definitive list of it, but some good news from this year. Um, and I went through a lot of lists to find like re- just good things that happened this year. And rather than giving you like a list of like, here's five things because sites have done like the top 100 things. And there's a lot, and a lot of them are really small and specific. Some of them did just really like generic things. It was like thanking healthcare workers. And I was like, yeah, that was awesome. But that's not really like a piece of good news. It was just like a nice thing that happened. So I'm just going to list a few things that aren't necessarily specific things and aren't necessarily general things, but just more so like an overarching point of like good things that happened this year. So we could sit here all day and talk about like good things that happened this year. But the larger point I want to make between how families got to spend more time together that they didn't before and how these specific things happened of like couples reunited or like um, uh, people in like nursing homes were recreating album covers. Like that was like a trend on the internet for a while that was like super cute. I think the big thing to like notice here is that in all of the terribleness, and I just want to preface this whole episode by saying that like I consider myself and I think Jess would agree like an extremely positive person like I think I am very good at finding the silver lining looking on the bright side like things aren't terrible and this year it was really really hard to do that it was really really hard for me personally to be like everything's gonna be okay it's gonna work out I could do it to my friends like if my friends came to me with something or if you came to me with something like don't worry it's gonna work out we're gonna we're gonna we're in this together whatever but when it came to me I was just like everything's terrible I'm like this is awful I'm so sad all the time but and little news stories like this cheer me up um so the the larger point that I want to make is that even when the most positive of people like me feel like shit all the time there are little things everywhere that make the world a good place. There just really are. And we don't see them a lot because that's not like what news is, especially when there is a giant global pandemic. No one's like, oh, this guy climbed the Matterhorn. Not because it's not important, but just because it's like, okay, we should figure out how to solve COVID. Um, and, but that might've been before COVID. I don't know. But I think it's just really important for all of us to remember that like there are little positives in every day. Um, and I know that sounds like a really cheesy and lame thing to say, but whether it's like getting to spend more time with your family or things like that, there are little positive things everywhere. So the, the top five good things of this year for me, and I think overarching for this episode is that there is good around us every single day. Like I, um, just like little things of like, this is so random, but I was 
at the grocery store. I was walking in with my dad and someone was pulling their car out of a parking spot. Um, and she was about to like hit a, like a cart, like a grocery cart kind of came like rolling down. So she was about to hit it with her car. So she stopped to like get onto it. And my dad just like grabbed it for her and brought it on the sidewalk. And she like rolled down her window and she was like, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And I was like, that was so nice. You don't have to do that. You just had to like, <clears throat> you didn't even have to do anything. Just like I would have given the wave. Yeah, the wave. And you're like, <laughs> move on. But there are like really good things all around us. And I know it's really, really hard to focus on that. I sound like an influencer being like, don't be sad. There's positive in the world. Life sucks a lot of the time. It really does. But don't forget that there are good things too and seek them out. Literally Google like good news. I think there's an app that just gives you good news. Get it. It does wonders for you because it's really, really hard to see so many horrible things happening all the time. So the top five good things that happened this year are just anything good that you find around you. Celebrate it, appreciate it. Um, and it's not going to solve all of our problems, but it might make you feel a little bit better in the moment. So with that, let's jump into some of our tops, top points of the year. Yes. Exciting. First Reflect one on we'll go with, I think, before we get specific, will be our top five most notable things mm -hmm. of 2020. And I, we said notable specifically, not to mean like the best and not to mean the worst. So there's like a things, bunch of things. Things that happened that maybe like we'll, we'll remember or like think back on or that were impactful. Exactly. Do you want to start? I'll start. Um, so I didn't really do a lot of them in any I didn't either. order. I didn't either. So it's not like one is the first thing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, me too. But my cool, we're on the same one, page. My first most notable thing that happened to me in 2020 um, is chronologically the first one. Um, I got hit by a car on New Year's Day in 2020. So like about this time last year, I spent a lot my whole day drinking at a bar. Um, and I walked out and this guy went to go make a ride on red. He slowly rolled through me. I didn't like go to the hospital or anything, but he definitely like hit me with his car. And it, it was like, I didn't think anything of it. And then when I told people about it, they were like, that's terrible. And I'm like, really? So, I mean, I should have seen something more terrible coming my way in 2020, but. So the first thing I thought of was that I graduated from college. Um, and I, the, my funny story about this one is that I do a lot of like pouting and complaining these days just cause I'm like kind of miserable, but that's okay. And I always say to my mom, I'm like, it's so annoying that I haven't like accomplished anything this year. Like I have like nothing to like celebrate, like nothing to feel good about. She goes, you literally graduated from college. And it's funny because she's right, but I forget. Like I legitimately forget that in this year I graduated from college because first of all, it feels like it was centuries ago. We didn't, we didn't get to have like any- It didn't fans. really like happen. <laughs> it didn't really happen. So it's not like there was like this event that I'm like, oh, that was so nice. It just like, I just closed my laptop one day and like, that was it. And it, like, was, it over. was over. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Four years of hard work culminating into um, pressing send <laughs> on an email <laughs> on a random Saturday in May. So um, moving on. That's my second one also. So- you can go with yours. I, I put graduating. College. Okay. My second one is that we started this podcast. I know that's kind of uh, like a obvious one, but I'm going to even throw that in there when we started hypothetically, which was the mini web show we did at center field before we graduated. The throwing down baby. The throwing down baby. Um, the fetus, uh, which was then born into this. Um, no, in all seriousness, like I, I say, I'm like, I didn't accomplish anything this year. Like I suck, whatever. But like, um, we totally saw like a space for an opportunity and just took it. And we were like, let's do something because 
we need, we need something to do. And like, we need to figure out a new way to create content, to put things out there. And so I think it was really, really cool and really smart that like we were able to find this gap and fill it. Um, and then more so like we really liked doing it and they're like, let's keep doing it because we like talking about sports and about culture and about things. Um, and we kept doing it. And again, I know I, I get like pouty and I'm like, I didn't accomplish anything this year. I suck. But like, it, it was really cool that we just wanted to do this and we said, fuck it, let's do it. And we just did it in and like we one week. Um, we there was no, the backstory is like, there was almost like no lag time in between like the idea and like episode one. Yeah. It was just very, I think we started the idea. Because we like, are procrastinators, whether we so, like to believe so yeah. or not. So it's either we had to do it then or it was never going to get done. And it was like, it was the kind of thing where I think when we started planning, we planned to have like a lot of time to plan. And then we were just kind of like, okay, let's just do it. Like why, right. why wait? Why do all this planning? Let's just like jump in. And I think we've gotten better at like I think it shows that we just jumped into yeah. it on episode one, but I think we've totally <laughs> okay. improved on that. Okay. All right. Your so turn, number three. Let's fly through the rest of these. Um my number three was getting my Kyrie five SpongeBob sneakers. Um I don't know if you guys seen them, but that was definitely something super exciting for me. Um, okay, my number, what are we on? Three. Yeah. Uh, my number three is my minor TikTok fame that I found this year. I'm like slightly I went slightly viral on TikTok um, and it was very funny and I enjoyed it and it's still kind of getting big and I, it's like, I can't take it seriously. I made this TikTok about my parents and people like loved it and it got all these comments and people keep calling me Rory Gilmore and I've never seen the Gilmore girl, so I don't really get it. But, um, and so I, um, so that was really fun for me and I think my parents thought it was hilarious too. So that's my number three notable thing of the year. It's, this is the year I went TikTok fame. I got, I went viral on TikTok. Minorly viral, so minorly. for my number four, um, something notable that happened for me was I actually like fell in love with drinking vodka a lot. Not until the point where it's like. I think you're going to say I fell have, in love. No, 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 Where I had like, never that. Where I had like a drinking problem, so to say. It's just like, I never really found vodka interesting to drink. And I actually really like it now, which if you know me is better than my love for tequila, because that's just dangerous. Anyway. Good for you. Finding things you like. Um, my number four, and I'm choosing to think pre-pandemic here, is that leading up to the pandemic, like the January and February of it all, I had some, like, I had a ton of fun doing, like, just being, like, a second semester senior with my friends at school. Like, I really felt like I, when the pandemic happened and we had to come to terms, like, okay, we're not going back, I really felt like I had lived every day of second semester of senior year to the fullest up to that point. And I obviously wish I could have done it more, I'm but I'm really like, proud of you. Thank you. I really was like, you know what? This sucks, but I really do. But feel you definitely like, lived your best life. Like I, I really feel like I you. squeezed <laughs> all the fun out of like the two months that I could. And like, I mean, like, I'm just being like fun, but like, really, I mean, like I got to spend like a lot of really awesome, like quality time with my friends. Um, which I'm very appreciative of because I don't really get to see them a lot anymore. Um, okay, number five. Five. Um, okay, so my fifth one was during quarantine in the summer, like, that just passed. Um, I learned how to play blackjack, and I'm actually very good at it, which is something super, like, cool for me. <laughs> so, I love that. Um, okay, my number five is 
all of mine are kind of lame and yours are funny, but I got to spend a lot of time, or I am still spending a lot of time with like my parents and grandparents. I tweeted about this last night, but like someone said like, what's one thing you're grateful for because of the pandemic, which like obviously everything's terrible, but I don't think I ever would have gotten to spend this kind of like quality time with my parents and grandparents, like as an adult, um, which is really cool because I feel like we're like friends now and we just like hang out and it's like having roommates um, that gave birth to me. Um, <laughs> okay. So that was our top five. So that was things. top five, like big things of the year. And again, like I said, none of it was good. None of it was bad. I mean, like graduating okay. college, was cool, but it was like, <laughs> okay. It's not like I graduated college and was like, oh my gosh, it's finally over. It was just like, it was a pandemic. It was just like, okay, that's that it. Happened. Yeah, like. So moving on to top five best sports moments. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, you want to start with number one? I'll start. Okay. Again, none of these are in order. Now, again, this isn't like a good or a bad thing. The same ones. I did mine, not good or bad, but like notable, like big deals. A lot of them okay. are good, but some of them are, very, are I guess, bad. Um, okay. The fact that, like, I will just forever remember the Tuesday night when Rudy Gobert touched those microphones and literally the entire world shut down. I was sitting at my desk and I, I got all the, I got notifications and I was looking into it. I was, like, doing work and whatever. And I just, like, will never, it's, that's why I made it one of the biggest moments. Where were you when Rudy Gobert made the first joke? Seriously, it is, like, it is seriously something. And I don't know if it's because we're sports people, but, like, I will never forget where I was and what I was doing when that happened, when they shut down the NBA and then everything subsequently shut down after that. That was just like, it was a huge moment where I was like, okay, this is real because nothing like this has ever happened before. Um, Again, that's not a good thing, but it was notable. Like I will never forget that. That was crazy. So mine was the Phoenix Suns bubble run, um, their 8-0 run that they went on. Cause it was, it was pretty badass. Was that one of yours? That was one of, I'll make that number two. Cause that was one okay. of mine as well. But and it was big underdog vibes, which I like. So and it made the, it added that really fun element to the bubble of like, exactly. it's it like camp, like it's like summer camp. What's going on? Exactly. Um, my second one was the Islanders playoff performance, but ultimately losing to the Tampa Bay lightning in the Eastern conference finals. It was like super fun to be living on Long Island when that mm-hmm. happened. So I made the Suns my number two, but it was actually my number five because my number two was Rudy Gobert then coming back to score the first points of the NBA bubble. <laughs> and just like, again, that wasn't necessarily like a good thing, but it was just like, what is We're happening? full circle now. Like it was very full circle. And I was like, all right, it's Rudy Gobert's world and we're all just fucking living in it, right? Like, Okay, so my third one was watching the virtual NFL draft from Roger Goodell's basement and actually hearing fans boo him in real time on the broadcast. Getting booed in your own basement, man. Like, that is some (laughs) other shit. Um, Okay, this one actually is good. My number four is Kim Ang. Okay, I like that one. There was a lot of, I want to note, there was a lot of really, really awesome moments in women's sports this year. Um, In women in coaching and in women's sports. So, so, so many awesome things that happened this year. That was my personal favorite just because it, um, I think it meant a lot. It meant a lot that it was talked about for so long across so many platforms and across so many um, different circles um, where like this storm winning the WNBA championship was awesome, but someone wins the WNBA championship every year. You know what I mean? Like this was something that was huge. Uh, It was big news. And Kim Ang is like a really, really cool person. And it was really cool to just see all of that culminate in this job. As so my fourth one goes hand in hand with that. 
this is like funny the way this is working out. So mine was the WNBA viewership increasing specifically when talking about the WNBA finals and how it went up 34% just from last year. And that kind of goes to show how they're making way in terms Mm of like a popularity contest, if you will, of other sports leagues. And they're on the rise. I'm going to go off of that too. Um, Mine being mainly the WNBA and the NBA, but also across sports leagues and mainly um, after the Jacob Blake shooting when they decided to um, not play. That was a really, I think, again, not like a, not doing like a best or worst of 2020, but like most notable. Um, That was something that was like, it was really, really cool to see athletes on such this united front um, all together. It was really cool to see them all like in unity on that over such an important issue um, and to really like like stick to their word on like, we're not going to stand for this. And they didn't, they were like, that was kind of the message of the NBA and the WNBA going into Mm -hmm. their bubble seasons with everything going on is like, we're not going to stand for this, whether it was kneeling for the anthem or whatever. And they really followed through on that. And they really stuck to that, that message that they were going for. And we're not going to stand for this. Um, And so I think that that was really cool to see them using their platform like that. And it was huge because it's something we were all talking about for so long, which is, that's the thing we have to keep talking about it. Like stuff, just because it's not on your Instagram feed anymore doesn't mean that it's things aren't still happening, that we don't need, that we don't have more work to do because we do. Uh, and I think professional athletes are making that known. So that was my number five. That was your five. So my five was something like close to home for us. And it was the women's, uh, Marist women's basketball potentially being able to go to the NCAA tournament, which we know that we, they would, but they unfortunately got their season cut off short in 2020. Um, at the MAC conference that they were going to win and probably go to the final four, but whatever. Um, Uh, So next list, top five realistic goals for 2021. This one sucked. Can I just say this one sucked? Making one up for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, Let's just fly through these. We don't need any type of, uh, do you want to hit yours? Five. You want to just, I'll just hit all five of mine. Yeah. And then I'll give all five of mine. Um, Some of my, this didn't suck that much because we went realistic. It was hard. (laughs) <laughs> it was hard, but we went realistic. So it was yeah. like, mine are small. Um, number one is survive. I would like to survive another year. Um, <laughs> number two is read one book every month. And I actually, I I'm not even someone that every year I'm like, I'm, I, every year I'm like, oh, I want to read more this year, but I've never actually made a goal for it. So I think I'm like, I'm sticking Good. with it. Uh, I want to write more. Like I've always cons- like wanted to be a writer and like, that's the path I want to go. And I just like, it's been really hard to do that. Like You're everything. You're a very good writer though. Like, Oh, your words are beautiful. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. This is so sentimental. Write more. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I want to like actually write because like when you're just like stressed all the time, it's like really exhausting to sit down and like think of your thoughts. Um, okay. Number four, watch more NBA and WNBA outside of my teams. Like I want to just watch more across the whole league. Um, number five is actually get to see my friends. So everybody stay home and wear a mask because I would like to see my friends in 2021. Um, I would like to get a job where I put my degree to use, you know, I bartend now and I love it, should have been one of mine. but I, that's definitely something I, I would like to do. Um, my second one is I want to step up my sneaker game for sure. Wait, I do too. I really, I have, I do too. I have nice shoes, but I want better sneakers. Let's talk um, after this. Cause I yeah. also want to step up my, sneakers. um, I would like to move out of my home. That's something that is, I think, doable for me in the town that I live in and just rent a house with a few of my friends and and kind of just move out, but also live a block away from my mom so I can come home for dinner. Um, 
I want to find an artsy new hobby. So like I read and that's great and I like it, but like, you know, like some people pick up knitting and it's like cool or like I picked people up pick- painting over the pandemic. Well, I'm, I'm not a painter and I tried to pick up painting during quarantine and I'm, I'm so bad at it. So I'll find something. My okay. last thing. Oh, is- there. Okay. Yeah. I just have one more. My fifth one is make my bed somewhat often. Okay. Hugh, super vague. Like, but that's no, all. No, I like that. No, I think vague is good because like doing it every day, I think like it's no, hard to do it every day. Happen. And then that's when you don't, realistic. when you don't, then you're all like bummed out about it. You're like, oh, I never do it. So um, onto one of the last ones of our top fives. So we did top five things we watched red. I condensed it into just five altogether. I did too. I did too. Okay. I need to. Because I didn't read enough to have five things that okay, I read that I liked. <laughs> So let me just grab this book so I get this author's name right really quick. Okay, great. Okay, do you want to rattle yours off and then I'll- Okay, I'll rattle mine off. Okay, so I'm just going to start by saying I read nothing. I'm an absolute fraud. Um, But I read part of Moneyball um, throughout school. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I actually, so I didn't start and finish it, but I I finished- part of Moneyball. I finished this book called You Are a Badass that my mom got me for Christmas in 20- I read that too. I really liked it. it I, I so don't good. self-help books can be tough sometimes, but so this good. was good. It was very like realistic things of like not just like believe in yourself, but it was like realistic ways to like kind of just better like little things in your life. Um, I literally started in 2018 and just finished it during the pandemic. And I started and made a decent debt in this book called The Lobster Coast, which is about like the history of Maine, and I actually really like it. But then summer ended, so I wasn't like sitting outside and reading as much. I was like inside watching TV. Um, so that's what I read. Okay, the second thing I have for top five things I read or watched this year was this article called um, from The Atlantic called How the Pandemic Will End. Um, the tagline is, the U.S. may end up, end up with the worst COVID-19 outbreak in the industrialized world. This is how it's going to play out. Um, it's from March 25th, so it was from the very beginning of the pandemic. So some of the stuff in it has obviously, like, things have changed. Um, but I think the article did a really, really good job at laying out, like, both the science and like the like how it does affect people and stuff as well as like the physical stuff of it um and then kind of like laying out how things like this have played out in the past things like that and like how we can actually do a good job at fixing it um so i thought it was a really interesting read it's a little outdated now but if you have a chance check it out um so those are the two things i read this year um um number three is i okay so three shows in one movie. <clears throat> the three shows, two of them are from Apple TV. Ted Lasso, absolute must watch. It is one of my favorite shows ever. It's short and it's sweet and it's just awesome. And it was so, so, so awesome to watch now because it was just so positive and made me feel so good. And a lot of people now have seen it and also love it. The Morning Show, I have not been on the edge of my seat watching something like that in a really, really long time. I it was so. crazy interesting and it has a lot of famous actors in it. They all do a fantastic job. Um, Shit's Creek. Watch that for the first time this year. One of my favorite shows ever. Um, just overall, can't recommend it enough. Movie, Palm Springs. So good. It's on Hulu. Check it out if you haven't. Um, I'm not even going to like tell you anything about it because it's, it's like a short and sweet movie. It's like an hour and a half. It's so good. It's Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti. Kristen Milotti, she's the mom from How I Met Your Mother. <clears throat> That's a How I Met Your Mother spoiler if you haven't seen it. Um, the show came out like 10 years ago. So yeah, those are really awesome things that I watched this year. Pretty okay. short and sweet. I love TV, so, so they're all TV shows. 
One, um, my first one was watching all of the Marvel movies in storyline chronological order, not by release date, which was super cool for me in quarantine. Um, a book that I read is Say Nothing by Patrick Radden Keefe, and I got a bunch of people in on that already. It's a really good book. Um, movie, King of Staten Island, because it was one of the first movies in quarantine that was supposed to come out in theaters that obviously it. didn't come out in theaters. Um, Outer Banks, as we all know, TV show on Netflix. And TV show, but also is a book. I read the book a very, like a very long time ago. Are you going to say normal people? No, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. Oh. Watched the um, limited edition like TV show that they came out with on Hulu during quarantine. And it was so good. Um, they hit the nail on the head perfectly with the character depictions. So those are my five. Um, um, I'm adding to my list just because you reminded me as I also, I watched all of the Marvel movies in release order. For the first time ever, I had never seen, I had seen Infinity War and Endgame, don't come for me, I know I fucked up, Um, but I saw them all for the first time, and I absolutely fell in love with them. They're so good. I loved them. That was, like, one of the first things I did during the pandemic, and it was awesome. Like, I seriously love them, and now I watch them, like, as comfort movies, like, if I'm just, like, doing something, I'll, like, put Captain America on, fucking awesome, I love it. So Um, we're gonna roll through these last ones pretty quickly, I feel like we, we went through descriptive enough in our beginning um top podcast moment i only picked like one podcast moment for that okay why don't you go first so mine was and it kind of goes along with our best episode one which i guess we can do next then um when we tried to solve sports sexism problem and only our third episode ever of our podcast um i was just proud of us and every time we opened with a joke is an honorable mention of mine that's good um, I think that <clears throat> this was really hard for me, mainly because like I tried to go through and like find like I don't know. It was just hard for me to pick one because like I think a lot of things we do are really awesome, but mine's a little like I think my favorite. I'm gonna go with like favorite moment and then favorite episode because they're two different things. Um, I think my favorite moment which it's like a little broader is like any time you or I kind of went on like a monologue tangent. Um, and like to name a few was like, um, commenting on what women wear in sports, like women, like whatever stuff like that. Um, sexism in sports, things like that. Like, I think anytime we did that, I think it came with a lot of like passion behind it. And I think when I would like watch those back to edit them, I'd be like, Oh shit. Like that was good. Like that was a really like, like you don't really realize it when it's happening. But then when you watch back, you're like, that was really like, you could tell it comes from like a really personal place. Um, in a really important place because it's obviously something we care about a lot. So like mine was, so like mine and that was like, I don't know, just anything with something like that. But my favorite like moment moment was, um, us, I'm trying to find exactly what the date was. Oh, it was um, on August 12th when we talked about college football and conferences, which we're deciding to play and which weren't. And we had to re-record it three times because literally throughout the day, it kept changing. And I think that was really fun because we were very adaptable to it. We like worked really well with like what was going on and everything. Um, But then my favorite episode was um, not last week, but our last episode that we did on the Marist poll on um, how sports fans view fans being at games and things like that. Um, because I think that was like, we put a lot of research into it. We put a lot of work into it. 
Um, and I think it really showed at the end and I felt really good about it. And I felt like we put a lot of hard work into that. And then also anytime we had a guest, we had a lot of really awesome guests on our show this year. Um, and they were all super fantastic. And like, that's one of my favorite things about doing this is like, I think we're very smart and we know a lot of things, but I love having people on that know more than us about certain subjects because I feel like we always learn something and we always get like different perspectives on it. I like that. Um, okay, so should we go to the stupidest thing we saw on the internet this year? There's a lot. This is a hard one. Oh, I picked one very easily. Okay, what was yours? Um, people doing that thing on, like, TikTok and Twitter where they throw hot dogs at people or trick them into eating one and they call it, like, a glizzy. I literally have never seen that before and have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen that? I hate it. It's kind of really gross. Like, there's this one where people will put it in those little M&M container things that are like this big and they put yeah. a hot dog in it. And this mom went to go like that to like put it and eat it and let them fall in her mouth and a hot dog fell on her face. And somebody said glizzy afterwards. And I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen on the internet. I literally have never even seen that before. I literally, I hate it. <laughs> it um, freaks me out. <laughs> like I said, it was really hard for me to pick um, a really stupid thing because there are a lot of really stupid things that happen Always. on the internet. <clears throat> but I'm going to pick a broad one. I don't have like a specific one, but like literally anytime men tried to comment on like what women were wearing or like women's place in sports as if it has anything to do with them or is any decision of theirs. Like anybody coming into Sarah Fuller's mentions, Katie Nolan, Maria Taylor, like I was just like, they really prove themselves wrong a lot. Like they say things and it's like, you're just proving how wrong you are when you say stuff. So literally anything like that, I just thought was so stupid and like and irritating. Um, okay. So, tweet of the year? Tweet of the year. So <clears throat> I picked mine from a previous episode that we did. Uh, I think it was like 10 episodes ago. It was really in the beginning. It was my favorite one. And... The tweet was, instead of blowing things up for a gender reveal party, the parents-to-be should hand out wallets. If there's a dollar inside, it's a boy. If it's 72 cents, it's a girl. That's really, really good. That was... Okay, so my tweet of the year, I don't know that it was necessarily like my favorite tweet of the year, but I think one that really captures the energy of this year really well is it's from October 2nd, and someone listed, decades I have been alive in. 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, early 2020, March through May 2020, June, July 2020, August, September 2020, October 1st, 2020, October 2nd, 2020. That I think really captures what living in this year was like. What a wonderful way to end this farewell to 2020 podcast episode. Honestly, to quote Taylor Swift, long story short, it was a bad time. Um... <laughs> And with that, guys, I will say, um, you want to go? You go. Well, one more time before we. Well, I have. Wait, I have a bit. I have a bit. Okay, for... do your bit. No, I just wanted. <laughs> I just. <laughs> that was very. That was very good of us. We we're like, wait, do your bit. No, I just want to say, like, this was really, really fun for us to start this this year, and I hope we keep going in 2021 and from there on out. Um, and if you listen to our podcast this year, thank you so much. That's super cool that you want to like sit down and listen to us talk about sports. And oh yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> Jess is like, oh shit, I should have done that. Um, no, but seriously, if you listened this year, if you like followed along, liked, retweeted, whatever, we really appreciate it. And we think this is really fun. And, um, let us know if there's anything you want to see us do in 2021. If you feel yeah. up for it, you don't have to, but like, we're always open to suggestions. We know 
we don't know what we're doing. Um, we're just playing it by ear, which is really all anyone in this life can do is take things day by day and roll with the punches. The punches suck recently, but don't forget to look on the positive sides. We're always here for you. We're always here for each other. We're always here for you. Um, and, and then, um, yeah. so guys, it's never just sports. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you in 2021. Woo.